0: One of the things that I think is so important that I have been trying to practice my le- throughout my life is following our passion. Like that is really what one of the purposes of us being here. What passion do you have? Well, go down that path, go down that timeline, follow that passion. And at some point, then you might get to a point where it's like, oh, I've completed that. I feel complete. Now what's the next journey?
1: Welcome to Changing the Channel, a podcast founded on the idea that our internal reality is creating our external reality. In a world of infinite parallel universes, you have a choice which reality you want to tune into, and I want to share as many alternative realities available as possible. If we're going to change the collective reality, we have to realize that it starts with our internal reality and not the other way around. As the internal reality shifts, we begin to energetically tune into a new external reality, one that matches the internal vibrations we have. Rumi put it best, Yesterday I was clever, so I wanted to change the world. Today I am wise, so I am changing myself. I always ask that you keep an open mind with this podcast. Ask yourself what resonates with my truth at this time and what does not. Respect your intuition, but see if you can get through the entire podcast because there might be that little nugget buried deep in the show that unlocks something for you. Thank you again for joining me on Changing the Channel. Today I have a wonderful guest, Dr. Lisa Thompson. She has her doctorate in biological evolution. She's a galactic ambassador. She also leads past life regressions, provides quantum energy healing, and is an intuitive transformational coach. So I welcome you, Lisa, to the podcast. How are you doing today?
0: I'm doing wonderful. It's great to be here with you.
1: Thank you. I'm so happy to have you. Uh, I think this conversation is going to be beautiful. So uh, I wanted to kind of start. You uh, you had an interesting childhood. Your mom was very connected. Uh, you ended up going to the Ramtha School of Enlightenment. So fill us in a little bit about that school and, and what your experience was.
0: Yeah, so actually, so originally my mother was an astrologer, um, starting when I was age two, and so all all of my really early childhood experiences were going to these night astrology classes with my mom, and then all her friends were astrologers, psychics, witches, tarot card readers, et cetera. So it was in 1985, um, I was, I I must have been 12 at the time. When my mother and my aunt, they actually um, started being introduced to Ramtha via videotapes, cassette tapes, things like that. And they went to a weekend in Colorado, in Denver, Colorado, called The Days to Come. And when they got back from that seminar that Ramtha had been teaching, they were completely freaked out because um, that weekend was all about needing to prep for the days ahead where financial systems were gonna crash. Basically the world was gonna crash. It was gonna be drought. The waters were going to rise. There we're gonna be all sorts of additional natural disasters compared to you know, what we've been living in. And so they wanted to move to a place where it was safer, where maybe we could grow our own food and it rained a lot. And so in 1986, um, August in 1986, we actually moved from Oklahoma City to Yom, washington which is where the Rapid school is based out of and as a teenager so i was 13 when we moved i originally coming from Oklahoma, where you know there's a lot of southern baptist kind of churches and my aunt had previously been a part of a southern baptist church her husband was still in it the cousins were in it they they were all freaking out about this move to washington because they were thinking that this was some kind of possession going on, <laughs> and so you know, some of my my friends and their parents, they were you know, this is the devil's work and all of that. So, so I moved with my mom, not knowing what this thing is, and it turns out Sarampa so is a channeled ascended master from the time of Lemuria, well, actually from the Lemurian continent, and he was a warrior. Um, from 35,000 years ago. Hmm. And when I first experienced this entity, um, so he channels through a lady named Jay-Z Knight and Jay-Z is very, you know, feminine and, and then there's this male entity being channeled through her that is the complete different energy. The first experience that I had, it took a little while for me to want to actually go and check it out. Again, I just didn't know what it was, and even though I had been exposed to other things in my childhood, this was a little far out there. So finally, my mother convinced me, just check it out, and to go to a personal question and answer day, where there's only 100 people in the audience, and they each have an opportunity to ask further questions. Now again, this is my first experience being in the presence of this entity. And as soon as Rampa was like walking through the room and focusing energy on me specifically, I could tell the difference in the energy of that being coming through versus just Jay-Z night as a kid. And I I kind of was paralyzed actually because I had a question. But I didn't wanna verbalize it. Um, I'm sitting next to my mom and grandpa, he just made a comment of like, you know, when you're ready. And then he kind of answered the question in my head. So telepathically. Mm -hmm. And so then from that point on, then I went to a lot of the other events and we were learning about the nature of reality. We were learning about higher dimensional consciousness, creating our reality um extraterrestrials fairies you know things living in other dimensions but ultimately the school is based on one of the tenets is that we are God God is within us and that we are all connected there really is no separation there and so then we started learning some different disciplines to really engage and, and expand our minds and so the first major discipline that we learned is something called consciousness and energy. And the idea is that consciousness plus energy creates the nature of reality. Hmm. And so it's a type of meditative breathing kind of practice where basically you're getting that energy to expand your mind so that you are no longer in the body. And you are putting your focus on whatever it is you want to manifest and so the idea is that you focus on it you've got this energy that you're creating and there from that then reality can unfold and so we after that we learned so many other additional things but i'll i'll pause right here and see if you have any questions so far about that
1: yeah, that sounds like a, a fascinating school. So, what was your experience like? You know, you're 12 years old, not really in any metaphysical aspects at this point, and then all of a sudden you're now awakened to this this new world. What was going through your mind at that point as a 12, 13, 14 year old?
0: So, I I had very mixed feelings about it again because number one it was so foreign to me this chan- this idea of channeling. I had never experienced that before. But it was also fascinating because it was like a remembering. It wasn't like I was learning something new, but it was, oh, okay. There really is more to this earth life, this human life. As Lisa, I am energy. I'm not physical. And that we all have these abilities to do truly amazing things that's naturally just built into us. Things like. Telepathy, remote viewing, you know, all of the psychic player abilities. And so really working with that, um, it was interesting because then I also wanted to be a very normal teenager. And the town that we were in um, was actually very religious itself. We had about 2000 people um, living in the town proper at the time, but there were like 28 churches. And so there was a major them versus us kind of mentality. It's a blue collar farm town, religious. And then you have these new age, you know, people following this channeled entity. And a lot of the people actually that had come to be part of Red School were from different states, but also all over the world. We had a very international kind of. And so I, I was walking both worlds like the really normal, you know, mainstream trying to fit in. And then also, you know, in in the spare time, the spiritual side of things and practicing that, but then also like just trying to find my place with it. And so I ended up actually leaving the Rampus School when I was 16. So I, I actively participated from 13 to 16. And then it was like, okay, I've learned enough for the time being I want to just live my life. But then I returned to the school when I was 28. I got reintroduced actually on around my 28th birthday by my mother's chiropractor. And at that point I had already gotten a PhD. I was in the middle of doing a postdoc and my mom's chiropractor is the one who introduced me again to ramp bed up and why he thought that I would really enjoy it at that point was because they were learning about things, um, the science underlying the spirituality. So in my teen years, it was more like it was just the ethereal woo woo. But then mm-hmm. now returning, you know, and that was the year I got my degree in 2000. So it was the end of 2000 that I got brain screens. And we are learning quantum mechanics, brain physiology epigenetics things of that nature which back in 2000 was still kind of fringe science like right? under you know but it made so much sense to me and so my science and I wrap around like oh there there actually is something to these practices that we're doing um it, ex- it explains it all and so then I actively was a student until I was pregnant with my daughter um, Five months pregnant was my last event that I attended. And one of the things Grandpa always told us, you know, at some point along the way, he'd said, I've taught you everything there is to know. Now you just have to go live it. And so for me, I took that to heart, right? I need to just be out in the world, working with this energy. And I've had, you know, little moments, roller coaster ride here and there, like falling off and getting back on. And I am human. That I have right. a really strong basis for knowing how, at least, things in my paradigm how they operate.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that's very, very interesting that we're in this period of time where the spirituality and the technology, the science behind the spirituality, so the science underlying that spirituality, because in years past, in in you know iterations of humanity past. Uh, especially during this epoch, during you know post uh the post flood era and and this current iteration of humanity, right, there's always been this deep knowing that that there is way more to just the physical life, but there hasn't been an understanding. so what humans typically do when they don't have an understanding they they put it out to God, they put it out to whatever they believe is God. And we've seen that over the the history of humanity, you know we didn't understand how rain worked, so there was a rain god we didn't understand what what made the wind blow, so it was the wind god uh you know, and then they gave they anthropomorphized them and then put them into uh, you know zeus and and Athena and all these gods that existed that created the the natural world basically so as we've matured spiritually that idea of what God is has kind of shrunk and shrunk and shrunk until we basically got to a period where most people on earth only believed what science could tell them. Right. That's that's where we got to. Right. And now because of that uh, and because of the natural, uh, I believe, the natural evolution of of spirituality and science. Now we're back to a point where There is no ignoring it. What spirituality has been saying for five, 10, 15,000 years and what science, quantum mechanics, the the nature and science of consciousness are both saying, yes, this is exactly how this reality works, that your thoughts do create the reality, that you are the co-creator of everything in your life when you choose, when you are conscious of your ability to do that, right? And I think that's that's probably what the Rantha school is is teaching. And that's what a lot of the the, you know, more well-known teachers like Joe Dispenza uh, are are basically teaching you. It's that you you are the creator of your reality if you so choose to. Now we have free will. We can decide. "Eh, I don't want to I don't want to be the co-creator of my reality. I just want to live within the confines of whatever whatever society has constructed for me. And that's an opportunity, that's an option for you, as long as you feel like that is in your path. But at some point, you wake up to the fact that there is way, way more to that. And some people wait till the end of their life. A lot of people right now, and I think because of the continued increase in energy on the planet because of the the natural evolution that we're going through, more and more people are waking up to this fact and understanding that that there is way more to life than just the physical existence. And now we're putting frameworks around that and not just frameworks in a religious or spiritual uh, aspect either. We're putting it into an aspect of this is backed by science, quantum mechanics is literally saying this is how reality works. Consciousness is creating the reality. Reality is not creating the consciousness. Consciousness isn't an an emergent thing from physicality, right? The consciousness is creating the physicality. It's creating the experience of the physical, of having a physical vessel, of being in this physical world, and because of that, we have control like we get to have control over our consciousness
0: we do and so it's interesting that number one you bring up dr joseph and because he actually was a student at the Rampus school um when i was there and that
1: makes sense
0: he so we were learning the same kinds of underlying basis of consciousness and you know an energy creates nature of reality and um so he was part of the movie What the Bleep, and What the Bleep was actually created by Ramtha's students. So the producers, the directors, the writers, all of that, they were part of the Ramtha school. And when uh, Ramtha was being interviewed for that part of the movie, they decided that they were going to separate Joe's section. So what Joe's teaching about in the movie of creating your day, that was something that we learned directly from Ramtha, and so. They just had Joe as a talking head saying that. But what he has done since he slid away from the school is he has really done amazing scientific experiments, you know, to to prove these ideas rather than again it being theory. So his work is amazing. And but he his roots are actually the same Ramphus school that I went to. Um, in terms of the quantum mechanics, I mean, what I really appreciated is that you know in quantum mechanics whatever we are observing is what the outcome is going to be right and so one of the things with quantum mechanics that we did learn at the ramble school that also is something that keeps coming through the channelings that i'm doing now with my um, galactics the arcturians specifically is this idea that all timelines exist simultaneously and so there is no past, there is no future. Everything is existing in a now state. And we have the opportunity, just like we can create our reality. We have the opportunity to choose which timeline we want to be a part of. And so we do this all the time, making choices. When we make a choice, we're on a timeline and then we might make another shift and it can be baby steps. It can be massive jumps. But in this time specifically where we have so much turmoil going on on earth, we have this massive polarity, you know, the so-called light versus dark, um, that is just distraction. And sometimes things have to get harder before they emerge into a beautiful new thing. But one of the things that my Arturians, at least with this timeline idea, is what kind of life that you want to create what kind of life do you want to be living there? and hold your focus to that hold your energy to that know it as if it's already existing experience the emotions as if it's already happened and therefore then you will be in that timeline that's a very similar idea to creating your reality out of the ethers and that can be done but then also you can jump to the timeline where that's already existing
1: Yes, yes, I love the the frame for all timelines exist. Um, I I don't know if you're familiar with the channel. Uh, it it's channeled. I forget his name, but it's Bashar is the the channel, and he talks about that constantly. That that every every timeline exists simultaneously, and you choose the timeline that you are tuning into. Like the the human mind is a. Uh, it's a receiver for all of these different channels to tune into again, hence the name of the podcast here. So you get to choose the channel that you are tuning into. And that's very important. And it's, it's a very difficult concept, especially if you haven't had some type of interaction with the higher dimensional realities, right? It's a very difficult thing from your human perspective to be like, oh, I can just tune into a different channel and I'll just change it. And no, you also have to have the belief, like you can't, you can't say that you're going to do something and then be cognitively dissonant. So either your actions or your beliefs don't align with what you are tuning into. Right. So you have to also do that.
0: Oh, yeah. And
1: yeah. And that as you go through this, it's a practice. It's always a practice. So like you said you can make just a tiny little jump and you have that that little synchronicity right there's like a okay i i thought this and had that or maybe maybe it's a deja vu where whether you experienced it in a different timeline and then you brought that timeline back into the into your physical reality the current now reality or you know you were astral traveling and you experienced that experience and it comes in cuz for me especially post I had déjà vu in my teen and uh early 20s. I would experience déjà vu, I don't know, once a year, twice a year, something like that. I remember it being very vivid. Um since the spiritual awakening, it seems like every 2 to 3 months I'll have a déjà vu moment where it's like, "Holy cow, I actually had one at the beginning of this podcast when I was introducing you. Like, I have I have done that before in in a different timeline and a different experience and the deja vu actually brought up it w- it was a negative feeling like in that timeline the the interview the the conversation went in a negative way and it was very interesting to kind of see that but because i've i've done the work i've tuned into a higher frequency that you know now i believe that this conversation is going to be beautiful and it's going to be a, a lot of fun so that's the timeline that I'm tuning into. And that's the, the experience that I'm having and the reality that I am experiencing.
0: Yeah. Well, and one of the things that um, is, again, being told to me to, as a reminder, but it's also being shared to my clients and my students is really seeing things from a higher perspective you know, getting out of your own ego, getting out of your own way and seeing things that when you do that, you can stop your own judgment of yourself, the yeah. whole polarity in your life. And so you're talking about getting okay, that experience of the negative versus now we're going to have a positive. Well, being in a neutral place, is actually one of the best places you can be from that higher perspective because then all things can unfold there is no good or bad there is no right or wrong and that is where we start truly loving each other unconditionally and that is where we start understanding okay we are all connected and that you simply joe are a mirror of me we're aspects of each other Um, you know having a Separate experience, but ultimately we're not separate. We're feeding that back to the ultimate source. And so um for those, yeah, who maybe haven't had some of those out of your mind, out of your ego kind of experiences, when you start seeing things from those higher perspectives and, and really learning to shift and range your vibration, range your energy, you have a completely different perspective. And some of the work that I do, you know, you in the beginning, you you called it past life regression. And I am now starting to try to change that terminology to parallel life regression. Because Mm -hmm. again, at that quantum level, all time lanes are existing. And so when I'm working with clients in that realm, we are going actually to the quantum realm where the lifetimes exist and they can actively make changes in that quantum state So that when they come out of it, the brain starts to rewire to that new reality. And so that's some of the science, again, that underlies these spiritual practices and healing modalities. And same with the energy healing, you know, again, because we're all connected, there is no separation. Um, Energy healers can do work remotely just as well as they could do it with someone being in the room because of that entanglement. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, the quantum entanglement, the idea that when basically anything in the quantum realm gets close or has interactions with another aspect of the quantum realm, they become entangled. And uh, you can go all the way down into the the, the gluons and how the, the ups and the downs are basically, if one shifts from an up to a down, the other one, no matter what, no matter the distance, the other one will have the same exact uh response it'll either go up or it'll go down and no matter what they just they could be at the the complete opposite ends of the universe and it'll still be true uh and and basically what's that that showing is that everything is connected not not in a linear time and space way but in a quantum level at the ve- at the highest level of the quantum aspect of reality everything is connected so we have an ability like you said we can tap into different timelines different existences um th- that we've had that that uh, i've gone into the future to experience a possible future timeline or a possible parallel uh timeline in in time and space that that was ahead of where i was at at that moment and that was a very interesting experience to to see that uh possible timeline and i think from my perspective we are typically guided to just like every experience that we have is a lesson that we can learn if we're, if we're conscious enough, Mm -hmm. every parallel experience that we have is a lesson that we can learn. Not to say that this is what's going to happen, but it's like, okay, where your consciousness and where your experience is at right now, this lesson is going to show you what is going to put you on that that highest timeline, right? Has that been your experience as well?
0: Yeah, definitely. So, and that's, I mean, that's what number one, we come here as humans to experience is we come in with certain lessons that we want to gain the wisdom of. And when we do that, then the next journey can appear. But if we're not learning those lessons, we're going to keep recreating new people and things coming into our life to, help us really learn those lessons and so you know it's we all have a choice we have free will here so we can choose to say stuff we can choose to really go deep and learn those lessons and stay on this adventure <laughs> ride of earth and we don't have to um, keep recreating karmic jar we can actively choose to get off the karmic wheel we can we get to choose what our other lives are going to be and so i know for me at this human time this human experience of NISA, i came to be a part of this massive awakening honor to remember very early on in my life like who i am um again i i did have a lot of human experiences though some tough ones lessons that i learned and I'm still learning lessons, but I came here to be that that anchor of light and of love, more important. And because of the lessons that I have learned, it's helped me to have a bigger passion and empathy for people than I had, you know, than I ever had before going through the tough experiences, learning those lessons. Um, but. How we get to choose. We get and that is the beauty of this this reality is what are you choosing? And like you said, in terms of going to seeing a potential future outcome, um, that's actually something that one of my ET groups led a session about. It's okay, let's go to the future of something you want to make manifest. Now reverse engineer that. Are there any tweaks you want to make? You still like that outcome or do you want to go a different path and so when we're consciously um going through our day making conscious decisions rather than just passive you know unconscious decisions then we're going to have a much more beautiful i guess reality than if we're just you know still asleep
1: Right. I like to think of it more as a harmonious uh because there from from my perspective there is a natural frequency that exists within the universe, right? There's yes. you know the the song of God that exists. And the more we can harmonize with that beautiful song and what I think it really represents is love. Love is is the foundational existence of this reality, of this universe of this iteration of the universe. Again, there might be universes where love isn't and but we're not experiencing those. That is not our experience uh to have that uh that reality. So the the song that that is playing if we can harmonize with it we now start to begin to flow with the universe and the universe for, for lack of a better word rewards us for harmonizing with it. We start to have more positive experiences from our perspective. Again, you know, the duality, we assign positive and negative. Um, I think all experiences are a positive experience if you learn the lessons from those, those experiences, obviously. But instead of learning through suffering and pain, if you harmonize with the universe, you can now learn through intuition and you can learn through okay, I see what could happen if I go down this route and I don't want to go down that route. So I'm going to change before I go down that route and, and continue down this path, right? And be able to, like when you, when you use your clairvoyance, your clairsentience, your clairaudience, when you use your telepathic abilities to connect with beings that exist outside of time and space, you get to have a, a, a clear map of where you want to go, where you need to go your guides are always helping you to go down that route also. Yes. So instead of, you know, going all over the map trying to find, okay, I know I need to get here, but I'm going to try this route and this route and this route. You have a map from 30,000 feet above showing you, okay, this is the most direct path. And, And maybe the most direct path isn't the best way for you to get there. Maybe you've designed a path that loops and curls and, Shuffles around a little bit, and you have this big setback. But that big setback is again an opportunity for you to grow, to have this gigantic growth in your life. And as long as you keep that reference point, and as long as you stay somewhat connected to these beings, to your to what some people conceptualize as God or the universe, um, you know, I would say connected to your higher self and your guides. You know, the the beings that are helping you in this existence and i like how you kind of frame it that your your higher self and and your guides are f- future versions of yourself so they're actually helping themselves make these change because they know that in future timelines the better that this current human does the better outcome that they're going to have on a soul and an oversoul and angelic level right yeah and that's that's something that that i think it's very important for people to kind of understand that that a lot of people like to put these these angels and the God and the universe outside of themselves, when in reality, it's really just another aspect of who you are just on a multidimensional level.
0: It is. We're all multidimensional. And I'm really glad you brought that up because to date, I have worked with 13 different galactic races and allowed them to channel their energy and wisdom through me. And when I, it was last year that I really, really understood what was happening here um, because it started with the Arcturian. They were the first group and I really understood who I was um, in that Arcturian world and the connection that I have to this earth place. so then this year when they told me, you know, you're gonna be working with other groups. And then I'm like, the realization that I had It's just me, aspects of myself as these different ET forms where I'm able to, again, go into this quantum realm and tap into that energy and allow that to come through. And because it's not separate from me, that makes it not scary at all. Because some people would be like, well, how do you know what you're bringing through? And number one, it's just me, but also I raise my vibration to make sure it's only higher dimensional realms. Mm That are coming through because there are people who can channel the lower realm but that is not what i'm here to do i'm here to stay out of that polarity and and really myself understanding that victim tyrant dynamic kind of polarity um it's only a mechanism of evolution polarity and so there is no good or bad in it we we might You know, judge it as bad or negative, but it's just an opportunity for evolution. It helps us get um, unstuck. And then I just want to speak to that love frequency vibration, because one of the things that I do in all of the sessions, what I do is I have people really expand out their heart chakra energy out into the universe as far as they can so that they are sending out the love frequency, but then. Only that which is frequency specific to love can come into their space, and mm-hmm. so I love the beginning meditation that you and I did before this started as well, because that was really connecting heart to heart, getting into the energy so that you and I could be in flow with each other.
1: Yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed doing that with with all the guests. It's a it's a fun part of the show. So, thank you for acknowledging that. So as we have seen there are a lot of victim tyrant experiences that are coming into our reality right now and they it seems to be a lot of the headline uh, in the news in media in you know a lot of conversations that are being had it's it's you know what's the wef doing what is the government doing what are the secret parts of the government doing and how how are we going to respond or react to that so From your perspective, like on a on a global or as global as we can kind of think, how how do we transcend that victim tyrant mentality and just be able to be and be neutral to it?
0: So for me, it's been really interesting because even with the Maui wildfires, there has been that victim tyrant mentality. I have all sorts of people and in my Facebook feed that are, you know, really wanting to go down rabbit holes of conspiracy theories and things. And that's, you know, pervasive throughout the world. And they're trying to drag me in and that's not my role anymore. So what I understand for my role to be, and this is for anyone who doesn't want to be in the middle of it, because we're not all meant to be in the middle of it. Fighting because the more that we're fighting something, the more we're creating the more attention that we're putting on something, the more that is going to happen, right? Because that's quantum mechanics right there. You're observing. And so for me, I don't actually watch the news. I don't read paper. I stay in a happy little bubble. Now I do know some tangentially what's going on because my husband, he does watch the news, but I don't want to know about those things going on because it's so skewed anyway perception of reality is so skewed but the more again that we individually can hold our focus to what we want to create in our life like I want to live in a state of joy and love I want to follow my passion, and when the more that I'm in that state the more that that permeates out into my environment and that really does become the reality and so even though we have all of this that going on on Earth—that is just the one timeline, and there are timelines existing where we've already shifted into the fifth-dimensional reality. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I would say. I'm holding my my energy and my focus to staying in as high vibration as I can, because that will shift this world. It shifts my world and everyone around me.
1: Yeah, and that, that's that been a, a very clear message coming through for me is that even though there might be some truth behind a lot of these conspiracy theories, right? Right. There is an alternate reality. There is a reality that exists that all of the people that are doing these terrible things, whether they're doing it or not, whether it's just in our mind or whether it is actually happening, there is a group of beings that are creating you know, pain and suffering on the planet to whatever, harvest our energy, to harvest our love, to to whatever the, the theory is behind it. There is a timeline that exists where all of those people become loving, caring, gentle beings who then propagate and use all the money, power, and energy that they have to make this transition, to help us transition in this world. So if you really want to make that change, if you really want to be a part of a world where, you know, everything shifts and we don't have to tear down the entire society and then rebuild it from scratch or try to try to add on these different aspects and build on top of a system that was built with power and greed and money involved, then you just need to tune into that, that different reality. You need to give your energy to this reality where. Everybody makes this transition. And that's what I think uh, that's been really coming through in the last two or three weeks for me is that there is a timeline that exists where all the evil people in the world become loving and caring beings that give all their money away and and allow for this massive transition in consciousness to happen. And then that is the basically the stepping stone for humanity to transcend the third dimension to transcend the duality and and become this fifth dimensional uh existence that that so many people on the planet i mean if if you're not tuned into it you might not this may be the first or or second or third time that you're hearing about 5D reality and the fifth dimensional transition 3D to 5D but if you're tuned into the right uh the right people and again how your reality is created is based on the information that is coming into you. So if you're tuning into all this information that that everything's evil in the world and things are falling apart and, and we have to tear down this this civilization in order to have a new and better civilization, then that's, the, that's what you're tuning into and that's what you're creating. But if you tune into, if you find people who are talking about the 5D transition and who are talking about the positive aspects of it. And again, I don't think you need to bury your head in the sand and say, I don't want to know about any of the bad things that are going on in the world. I do think it it does serve a purpose to be somewhat aware of what's happening, because let's say as a collective, we do go down a timeline where, you know, some of that stuff does come to fruition. I think it's important to at least have knowledge of it so that it doesn't blindside you, that it doesn't come up and hit you on the back of the head and say, hey, you should have been paying attention. But again, just because that's a possibility doesn't mean I'm going to give it energy. It doesn't mean I'm going to give it my attention, my will, and my focus, because that is how that reality gets created. And if enough of us switch over to this higher, higher vibrational reality, um, again, I kind of conceptualize it as, as the 1%. So if in theory there is a 1% of, of beings that are controlling the reality of this planet right now, there can be a 1% of beings that are benevolent that can control that reality. And again, I don't think the word control would be, it would be more like co-creating a reality that is more beautiful, more harmonious, more, um, more ethical in, in that experience. So it doesn't meet, we don't. we don't need all 8 billion people to be enlightened beings for this transition to happen, right? And, and maybe Ramtha speaks about that a little bit, and I'm sure you've, you've channeled information, but what is your thought on how many does it take to, to have this, this transition start to gain positive momentum?
0: It's a really good question. I haven't ever thought about the number. I just know that the more that people are coming online to hold that energy of love, um, that faster the shift happens, And, and it's a choice. And so there, so what you're talking about is, um, you know, that so called evil people, all of a sudden making this massive shift into, Oh, let's be giving service to others kind of people instead of service to self. That's one way it can happen. It can also, again, because all timelines are existing, there's an infinite number of ways that the shift, can happen and i think it's going to um be perceived differently by different people so some people have already shifted into fifth dimension and they are living that reality and we they don't they know maybe we exist but we don't know really that they're existing because they're vibrating in this higher reality but there are people also that as earth is shifting you know earth is shifting with or without us into mm-hmm. this, and so there are some people that energetically they cannot hold that vibration, and they're checking out. People are finding reasons to, you know, to leave this planet, this body, at this time. And so, I think it's going to happen in all different kinds of ways. And I, I love your vision of like of everyone all at once turning into this harmonious community. And that is is a timeline. And then there's everything in between. And so one of the things that as these, right now we are seeing some systems collapse in this current reality, right? We've got the financial system, which is starting to crash, school systems, the medical system really needs to crash, in my opinion. Um, Those paradigms that also we are starting to have rise of the divine feminine which the patriarchy has been in charge far too long and what we need is a balance it's not that the women are taking over it's that now what we need is some equality divine masculine divine feminine coming together sharing their beautiful strengths and what's been missing um, from that divine feminine principle is intuition and so the more that people are understanding that every single person has intuition, every single person has psychic abilities that they can tap into to get information from the higher realms, from their higher self, knowing what is going on truly, then the more empowered people are going to be, the more in control, because it, like you had said, if, if people are naturally following their intuition, they're more in flow with the universe, and ultimately, that's what makes this ride more fun and easier. Throughout.
1: Very well said. I like that. The yeah, the ride that that you're talking about. I mean that that is a a very interesting way to put it. That that this is a ride, and it's a choose your own. Journey ride. Yeah, um, um, it, it's like, like those choose your own journey books, right? You yep. get to kind of pick and choose yep. how how you're going to do it.
0: Exactly. Well, and even um, you know we we got to choose what bodies, what parents, what experiences we came here to learn in this particular um, expression of our souls, of our energy. And so I just happened to pick Lisa, the avatar of Lisa. You picked Joe's avatar. But ultimately it's just one of many costumes that we're wearing. And so one of the sessions that I led the Galactic sessions earlier this year had to do with the Orion. And so what they were taking people through a journey of was looking at earth as an amusement park and each of the continents, each of the countries provides different rides, different experiences. And so what they were having, um, my students do was actually Put themselves inside the body of someone like, okay, who, who's the complete opposite of youthful, full rise, understand how they understand reality. Like, why do they feel that way? Why do they have the ideas that they have? Okay. Now, can you understand that from that higher perspective and stop judging? Okay. Let's take you out. Let's put you in Africa. Let's put you in a body in South America, in Asia. How is your life? Like, Why? Are you experiencing that? And some of my students that were went through this process, they were amazed at how even a life of so-called poverty, there was way more joy in that life than if someone experienced like complete well. And so what do you want to choose? We are we are multidimensional and we do have more than just this one earth experience. We have infinite number of experiences in all worlds, in all universes. So have fun with it. It's a game. Right. It's a game.
1: Yeah. Enjoy yourself while you're on it on that ride. Yeah. What is your perspective on the, the given pathway in your life that, that there is a semi predestined, at least a a predestined destination for your existence what is your perspective on that
0: so i do believe that again we we chose these specific avatars to have very specific experiences that we can gain the wisdom from and that doesn't mean that we don't have free will still though we can make other choices if we're you know, if I find out, okay, my life purpose is to be this galactic ambassador and sharing love and light and, you know, the message of unity. Well, I have choice. Well, maybe I don't want to do that. Maybe I want to just go work at Starbucks and not anymore. I have that choice. However, that is not necessarily following my soul's journey and what it came here to experience. And things might being boring or, you know, just maybe a little more challenging if I'm not following that soul journey, but there's so many ways to get there. So it's like, you may be off the path for a little while, like I was, you know, I, I got off my spiritual path and then I got to experience some really hard things like abusive marriages and bankruptcy and, you know, just really tough situations that I learned in roots and then I was able to get back on my spiritual path and be like, oh, well, that was an interesting little detour that I took. <laughs> and so there is no right or wrong in any of it; it's just a choice. But, yeah, yeah. I think the more people are tapping into, you know, why am I here? Because it's more than just to eat, sleep, go to work, die. There's way more to it.
1: Yeah, I think that's what a lot of people are are really, really experiencing, and. Maybe they don't fully consciously understand that they're experiencing that, that they're experiencing this want and need for something more than just what they've been given, what they've been told, what they've been fed, basically, that a lot of people are waking up to the fact that they need to find a purpose in their life. And I was uh, at a dinner the other night and there's a gentleman, he works with very um, like six, seven, eight-figure people who have grown businesses, they've gotten to that point, and he's helping them find a purpose in their life now that, you know, the purpose that they thought they had, which was creating a business, which was making lots of money, which was, you know, getting to the pinnacle of what some people would call the human um, existence, the the pinnacle being, you know, all the money you need, all the security that you need, all the friends and family, so-called friends and family that you need. Um, now that they've gotten to that point they they don't have this purpose in their life anymore right so i think the more of these conversations that we can have and and share with people hey there you know it might not be called religious purpose but a, there is a spiritual purpose and again from my perspective spirituality is just an understanding that there is something more than the physical that's that is how i would kind of undertone what spirituality is it's not this existence in this great God and he's influencing us and all of that stuff. It's just that humans don't understand what is out there because we only experience 1% of visible light. And we experience about 5% of audible sound. And, you know, uh, there's thousands of rays that are passing through us and that the human body doesn't experience at all, but they're still just as real as the visible light spectrum and the, the, audible sound spectrum. So spirituality is just realizing that in the human existence, in the human physical body, we're not experiencing everything that exists in the totality of the consciousness of the universe. So you have to have a little bit of faith. You have to kind of understand that you don't know everything and that this physical existence isn't everything. And in that understanding and that knowing, the the imp- infiniteness of possibilities becomes clear and the ability to find a purpose in the infinite expanse of the universe is possible. And this is what we were talking about. What happens to humanity when work is no longer the number one uh, provider of purpose in life? And, you know, I was just spitballing, but what if, and this is kind of based on my galactic uh, experiences, but What if the, the purpose of humanity becomes, we figure out how to master space and time travel and we become the, the, the group of beings who are going around the galaxy, propagating love and joy and peace and freedom within the galaxy. And that becomes our purpose instead of how do we put food on the table and how do we get the new car and how do we, um, you know. Try to buy our way out of uh, a purposeless life.
0: Yeah. Well, and that is, uh, that ultimately is what living a fifth dimensional life is all about, whether we're spacefaring or not. But just having that harmonious kind of community where there's a sharing, there's not like competition and greediness because there's plenty for everyone. And yeah, when we get out of that mode of needing to like, you know, work hard, work hard to get the material things, you know, it's like you actually don't need that much to live in a really joyful state of being. And one of the things that I think is so important that I have been trying to practice my life throughout my life is following our passion. Like that is really what one of the purposes of us being here. What passion do you have? Well, go down that path, go down that timeline, follow that passion. And at some point, then you might get to a point where it's like, oh, I've completed that. I feel complete. Now what's the next journey rather than getting stuck because I think too many people just get stuck on autopilot and feel the obligation, the expectations that they have to stay in this particular way of being in life, whether it's their job, their relationships, whatever it may be. But that isn't really, we're not here to be stuck. We're here to explore, adventure, again, follow the passions. And so, my original passion was I was obsessed with animals. That's where I got the PhD. Then I'm like, oh, done. Okay. My next passion was art. I want a really passion. And so, I went down a twelve-year journey of interior design and home staging, and hmm. and that journey came to an end. And now I'm on this whole um, embracing my galactic side, and we'll see where that takes me. You know, so it's like I'm just kind of playing around with the energy and what light can provide.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm glad to to have found this path as well, the galactic path. Um, I didn't really share too much about my experience, but yes, I've, I've been for the last two years, I basically had a galactic walk-in. So, um, you know, I, I've called it a Kundalini awakening as well. Just kind of depends on the framework that you're working with. But basically I woke up one morning and had a connection to, to the, to the, the divine, the universe, you know, I had this knowing this remembering of who I actually was and what my purpose was here. And it took me a while to really figure it out and delve down into it. But I'm in the same purpose as you are. I'm here to help with the shift in consciousness on the planet. However, that, however I can help with that shift in consciousness. So I've also been connecting with uh, Arcturian. Uh, I recently started connecting with um, a few other races as well. Uh, again, it does. It, it feels like it's just another aspect of, of my multidimensional body. And from my perception, your, when you get above the soul level, you're actually, you're living multiple lives all at the same time, right? You're living different avatars all at the same time. So it might not be necessarily like my soul and, and we're soul connections, but at a higher level, at a higher dimensional level, we are all the same essence, the same energy, uh, of that higher dimensional reality. And again, as you continue to go further and further up, you know, there is no difference between you and me, because at the highest level, we are fundamentally the exact same thing. We are the universe. We are this, this emanating, life-giving energy, and we are all that and that's all of what consciousness is, is the experience of that energy. Through the lens of whatever you're experiencing it through. So right now it's it's the human physical vessel, and that's what I'm familiar with. But in other lifetimes, I'm experiencing it through a an Arcturian or an Orion or you know a, any one of these galactic beings. So as I continue down that path and as I continue to to open up, um, it's just exciting. It's it's fun to see all of these aspects and then be able to share them. And I'm I'm very excited to live in the current time that we're at, because I can have these conversations and I can put them out. And yeah, there might be maybe some pushback and maybe somebody will say, hey, you know, I I don't necessarily believe what you're getting into. And that's okay. I'm I accept that. And I accept that this may be a little bit polarizing. But it is the truest essence of myself, and I would much rather be the truest essence of myself with a few close friends, than you know, this fake person who puts on a bunch of different masks and has a thousand different friends that that I can kind of call on. So this has been, this is my journey with, with coming out and sharing and being a, uh, a more, a more aligned being with who I truly am.
0: One, I love that and one of the analogies that had been given to me by my guides that I wrote about in my book that came out last year, Connection to the Cosmos, is this idea, if you think of the universe or source as a disco ball and all of the mirrored pieces, those are just individual expressions that the light is refracting and so when the light refracts and the light is shining on the floor or the wall, that is us experiencing ourselves separate and the individual away. But if you then trace that back to the source that you're all connected. And so the way that if you and I, if our mirrors are closer together on that ball, we're going to have a very similar outlook of what's going on. Those that are on the opposite side of that disco ball are, that's where the clarity comes in. They're going to have a different view and it's not wrong. Their perception is correct as well. And so when we start understanding that we being these individual light refractions, that ultimately it's just us feeding information back to source, that we all are the same. We all come from that same place. I think that it's easier to start appreciating other people's experiences. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean you have to agree with them, but at least appreciate where they're coming from and the information that they have. And again, trying to stay out of it being bright or wrong.
1: Right. So, how do we get to this this fifth dimensional reality? This realization that we are all similar, even though we are still going to be individualized beings.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and more so, fifth dimension, we still experience our somewhat individuality, but we're also then starting to come to an understanding of a collective consciousness and we you know those of us that are doing the work we are shifting into fifth dimensional realm regularly we're just not holding the energy there consistently and so again the more that one is in a state of that higher vibration and that higher vibration experiences itself as joy and love And again, really staying out of the polarity. stop, first, first and foremost, stop the judgment of yourself because whatever you judge in other people, you just, that's your mirror. There's something within you that you are judging. So if you can do that deep healing work on yourself, love yourself, understand your worthiness. Then the more that you love yourself, the more that you can have this unconditional, beautiful love for other people, no matter what their experience and that's ultimately, in my understanding, how we shift and stay in that fifth dimensional reality. But we are continually going back and forth, between third, fourth, and fifth. So people are definitely in that third dimensional level, very low vibration. And again, there's no good or bad or right or wrong in that. They will come along in their own time. And so there isn't even the right time that someone is on. Everyone's on their own unique journey. And the more that we can understand that, then we don't feel like we have to, number one, convince other people. I just, I love that you have this platform. You know, I have my podcast. We are sharing this information for those that are ready to hear it and embrace it. And if someone is getting triggered or maybe they're like, "Mm, no, that's fine too. Right? Right. That's their experience. And at some point, maybe they will see information and others.
1: Yeah. What's definitely helped me is the, to understand that each one of us is here to experience the shift from a different perspective. And again, if you go back to the universal idea that we're all oneness, it's, it's the universe experiencing this shift in consciousness from all the different aspects. So if we all experienced it from one single perspective, the universe wouldn't gain very much information, right? It has to experience it through these negative, these positive, these neutral, uh, different experiences. And again, you know, it, it, it's not that anyone is better or worse. The universe is still learning yeah. just as much from somebody who makes this transition from as low of a level as possible. Yeah. And maybe they wake up and maybe they have an almost instantaneous um, enlightenment and they become, they enter into that fifth dimensional reality. And maybe they don't. Maybe they transition to a different world and they have more lessons to learn in the 3D. And, and that's just another aspect of their soul's development.
0: Exactly. But it doesn't,
1: it's not any better or worse. And that's something again, keeping your focus and your energy on where you know where you need to go is the key. Okay. It's it's what's going to get you through this process with ease, with joy, and with love, with being able to love everybody even though their experience is so different and just sometimes for me, it's unfathomable that somebody could live in that existence, even though like four years ago, I was living in that existence. I, w- I was on that low vibration. I I had no connection to soul source, intuition, any of that. I was as physical as you could possibly be. I was as individualized a being as you could possibly be and for whatever reason, the universe, my soul, the guides, they all kind of pushed me towards, hey, you know, this isn't the right way. Maybe time to think about what you're here to do or what your life is supposed to be like. And since that point, it has been, I don't want to say easy, but it's been a lot easier to to handle the the things that I've gone through and The depression, the anxiety, the the pain that I've experienced, the pain that I've caused as well, because that's another aspect is when you become conscious, all all the things that you were just doing because you were just doing them, you start to realize how much pain that you were causing other people during those experiences. And there's two options. You can either accept that you caused that pain and that you were a mirror to somebody else for them and their growth and existence, or you can get caught in that lower vibrational thought of, oh, well, I created all this pain and this has, this is going to affect that person for the rest of their life. And for me, it's, it's releasing that thought, releasing that thought that, that when I was unconscious and when I was just reacting to the world and reacting to everything that was happening to me and the pain that I was causing during that time, it. It it was for the growth of everybody who was involved, including myself, not just not just myself, but everybody that was involved in that that um, that pain, that suffering, that that frustration Uh, and that it's just a better way to reframe. And then then your mind starts to shift and it starts to take those memories that it was hiding or or stuffing down into your shadow. And it it brings them up and says, hey, actually, you were a positive, you were a good a good mirror for those people during that time when they needed a good mirror. So accept it and move on from it.
0: Yeah. Well, and we all come here with agreements with each other that we're going to play these different roles. And it ultimately like, you know, when I back to my first ex-husband, who was my abuser, you know, I was the victim, he was the tyrant. Well, I you know, he, he agreed to play that role for me. That isn't who he is, like at his higher soul level, but that's who he came in this earth expression to be. And what I was able to gain from that was ultimately that self-love, that self-worthiness, like, oh, okay, here I am in this situation. I don't have to be stuck here. And what is going on? So let me pull myself out of this. Let me do that deep healing. And so what expressions we are playing the role for or, you know, someone is playing the role for us. It is all an agreement. And that's some of the, like, the work that I do with people is to understand those soul agreements so that it can, you can understand it from a higher perspective and no more, feel like, oh, I'm the victim or, oh, I was the tyrant and this, you know, this evil person. And the first step, in this healing is forgiveness forgiveness for ourselves first and foremost for any kind of judgment shame guilt that we might have in a situation that we played the part in whichever side we were on but if we can start forgiving ourselves then we can forgive the other people who we might perceive as doing something wrong to us but again we're all volunteers here what so but yeah I, I would say some of that shadow really is forgiven.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's been my experience. Once, once you've gotten to a point where you can forgive, you release all those emotions, all those memories, all of those experiences from playing a negative role on who you are and who you're being and just being what they were. And again, I think one of the gifts that the universe has given us is that there fundamentally there is no meaning to anything we get to assign that meaning to it right and you get to pick and choose what what you're assigning that meaning to and you get to learn the lessons based off of those assignments of meanings and for for me there's always been um this assignment of good and bad especially when i was more unconscious and that has kind of fallen away like i've i've I'm not every single day and not in every different, every single experience, but instead of it taking me two or three weeks or two or three months to work through what that lesson was, I'm getting it down to 24 hours or two days or three days where I can experience, okay, I had this experience. Mm-hmm. This brought up these emotions in me. It showed me where I needed to work on myself or what I, there was a belief inside of me that wasn't in alignment with who I know that I need to be mm-hmm. drill down into it and then allow that emotion and that, that story, that pattern, um, just to release to, and then see the lesson, see that lesson and then write it down, journal it, make sure that I, uh, because I've gone through it, you know, uh, I'll learn a lesson and then I'll forget the lesson and then I'll have another experience because I haven't learned that lesson. It hasn't embodied in me, right? Yeah,
0: we, we truly do need to integrate those that wisdom into our everyday life, our, the essence of who we are, so that we can get off the of the pattern cycle. <laughs> yeah, hmm. recreating the same thing, just a different look to it.
1: Yeah, a different mirror showing you exactly who you are being at that point. Yeah. Well, this has been wonderful, Lisa. I really appreciate the conversation. Um, for those of you who are looking to learn a little bit more about Lisa, where can they find you? Uh, what's the best way to get in contact with you?
0: So uh, my website has a lot of information. So that's drlisajthompson.com or mysticmanza.com. I have a free 20-minute meditative journey to meet your galactic family and guides there. So I've got mm-hmm. something since we touched only a little on Galactic, but if someone is curious, um, that's an experience that you can get for free. And then my um, YouTube channel is Connection to the Cosmos with Dr. Lisa Thompson. And then I'm on Facebook, a little bit Instagram, but more Facebook.
1: Perfect. And I'll make sure I uh, put all those in the show notes so that anybody can reach out easily to you. Uh, I really appreciate the time. This was a beautiful conversation and I have a feeling we'll probably be having another conversation here in a couple of weeks.
0: Yes. Well, thank you so much for this opportunity and I do look forward to future conversations.
1: Yes. Have a good one. Thank you again for listening to Changing the Channel with Joe Garner. If you enjoyed the show, please follow the podcast, share with a friend and rate us on whatever platform you're tuning in from. It helps these messages get out to more people to create the collective shift in reality we're all here to experience. Consider joining my newsletter with the link in the show notes to stay up to date on everything I have going on, including new programs, retreats, and much, much more. Remember, the only work to do is within.